Hey now, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. No Simple Road is part of the Osiris podcast family. We're a weekly podcast that brings you in-depth and open, honest conversations with the musicians, artists, authors, and luminaries of the psychedelic jam band, improvisational music, and festival communities. We bring you inside the lives of the four of us that do this show, myself, Melanie, Apple, and Ryder. We bring you onto the porch and what it's like to live inside the long, strange trip. So if you like to laugh, if you like to have fun, if you like to learn stuff, come hang out with the No Simple Road crew on the porch and listen to No Simple Road on the Osiris. Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, this is Donnie B with Female Centrics. We are the first and only female hosted fish community podcast and today we are coming at you with episode 48 and uh right no 49 wait a minute i think we're at 49 yes because we are about to hit 50 and our two-year anniversary very exciting coming up so i will uh start this episode and by saying it's going to be a juicy one so this episode includes adult themes and sexual content listeners advised. So my uh, co-host today is Mr. Jenkins. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic, baby. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty okay. pumped about this one. <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Don't know how I get to be sitting here in on it. But <laughs> well, be fun. you know, I figure we're partners in, in, in this kind of... Uh... Oh yeah, in this regard, in we're this partners. Regard. <laughs> <laughs> so are you gonna lay it on them or are you right? gonna keep yeah. them guessing? Yeah, keep them guessing, right? So okay, so our episode today, we are gonna be interviewing Sammy Dansky and Hannah Barnhart, who are part of a group on. Uh, well, it's a full group, but where I found them was on Instagram called "You Enjoy My Clit," which who doesn't enjoy? You know, when Clit <laughs> comes down to it. It really gets you. It really does. It's a good one. It's catchy. Uh, and uh, they get a crew uh, of their, their Clitsters, but we've got two of them to talk to today. And so, um, yeah, so I thought that this would be an interesting one to have Jason and I. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're making a comeback, baby. It's been a little bit, but, you know, you, you know, last couple episodes you've been here. Just, hey, yeah, I'm not going to miss this one. No. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Might drop some knowledge on you ladies. All right. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I guess, uh, you know, what's kind of going on with Fish lately, they just came back from Mexico. They had the four-night run there. Um, I was able to, we webcasted the the shows, but Friday night in particular was my favorite. Uh, Christy and I got together and, and we're in Christy and Don. Don mode. You are like cartoon characters under certain circumstances. It is the best. <laughs> I each other's biggest fans. You follow each other around and make each other laugh. <laughs> we totally do. Yeah. <laughs> Just all these inside jokes and whatnot. It's awesome. <laughs> we actually went, she was out there last night too. And I'm like, we both realized, I'm like, it's been a long time since like her and I have been out in like public and not just like us two being weirdos. Just not being knuckleheads laughing at each other's jokes for three hours. Right. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Everyone's having a great time, oh, yeah. especially you and Chris. <laughs> it's 
best yet. So we got to go out and see a band last night, and that was a lot of fun. And then today we had a lot of fun. We went to see, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to, uh, I interviewed Benny St. Clair, who has the Portland, Maine fish cover band um, called Pardon Me, Doug. And he does a like a children's series with this uh, group of of people in Portland and um, where so it's like a a fish kid thing so we brought Cassidy and we met up with some friends and it is so cute yeah we went to a rock concert with a bunch of children today yep (laughs) we have little games and do little fun things they'll tear it up yeah it is adorable oh yeah big parachute and all of it they played um like a freeze dance and they played tweezer and did the freeze dance with tweezer and so yeah it was cool right after the uh you could tell like that kind of encore was coming. Cassidy wanted to go on my shoulder, so it's kind of quiet. I go, Cassie, y'all reprise. Because they already played Tweezer, and she's like, reprise. I'm like, you can't go louder than that. <laughs> reprise. Yeah, did you end up yelling? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was running around, yeah. So that, so that was a lot of fun today, um, but yeah, no. I mean, I say let's just jump right into this uh, this conversation with Sammy Damsky and Hannah Barnhart. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, and uh, we have Sammy Damsky with us today, and Hannah Barnhart. So we're gonna welcome Sammy first. How are you doing, Sammy? I'm good. Good, good. And uh, Hannah, how are you doing? Doing great. Good, good. So uh, Sammy and Hannah are a part of uh, their crew of clitsters from the group. <laughs> you enjoy my clit. So um, I'm actually I'm going to kind of back this up just a little bit. I'm going to ask uh, Sammy just for or Hannah, like, what would you say is just like a quick definition that you would say your group represents? Is it just about the orgasm gap? Is it about the, you know, I was trying to like kind of explain it beforehand. I was like, I'm just going to let them explain it. We are advocates and we celebrate all things related to the clitoris, mm-hmm. especially education. So teaching about anatomy, the orgasm gap. We're just big uh, people of pleasure and want to spread that, I would say. And Hannah can add. <laughs> I, like I think that was right on the nose, Sammy. That was perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. I wish yeah. it was on my clit. Right? It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we, we, we're committed to female pleasure and um, education. Nice, nice. Well, I like how, it. How can I join? Yes, right? <laughs> um, you can join every day by ending the orgasm gap in the bedroom. Oh, he does that <laughs> well. One day at a time. <laughs> So we're going to start with our, um, our, uh, what we ask all our guests. So Sammy, I'm going to start with you. How did you get into fish? What's your fish story? It's nothing crazy, honestly. Mm-hmm. My oldest best friend, Becca, uh, introduced me to fish in high school. And then I went to my first shows with her in 2011 at MSG, that New Year's run. Oh, yeah. And then we since there. then, yeah, just been going to a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, how'd you get into fish? 
Uh, mine's, you know, a similar kind of normal story. Um, my first show was in 2015. I went to, uh, to Dick's, mm-hmm. um, was living in Colorado at the time. Um, and yeah, my friend and our fellow clit sister, mm-hmm. Shailene, she took me to my first show. And um, since then, I've just been going to Dick's and, you know, I've done a couple of the Halloween runs, MSG and um, some summer tour. Mm-hmm. So are mm-hmm. Dick's like the... Is the Clitster's home base dicks? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think that's what that's Bella where it all was, started. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't Bella. Who was it? It was Laura that was talking about that. One of the one of the women that we've interviewed before, she was talking about uh, how they would call it clits instead of dicks. Clits <laughs> love dicks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start off with, like, how did you get into wanting to create this group and how you found, um, I guess, like the fish scene to be a good place? for um for I don't know, your bat not base not background what am i looking for mm, stage no yeah i guess so mm, stage yeah sure playground. stage there you go playground <laughs> there you go playground yeah and i guess that you know like what is your background with clits <laughs> funny question but you know like how did you, how did you get into this because i know hannah we're going to talk a little bit at some you know at, um whenever we feel you know whenever you want to put in there about your grad school um and uh writing mm. yeah the paper on the orgasm gap and whatnot but yeah so we'll just back it up and how did you how'd you how'd your gang your, your clitster gang form well <laughs> it started at dick so that was a good transition at dick's uh two years ago we went together and we went with a group of all girls, which was super cool for me because I had never been to any fish thing with just girls before. Mm-hmm. So that was super awesome. And on the last night, I'm not sure exactly how it started. Maybe Hannah can <laughs> add, but we just, someone was like, yeah, clits, clits at dicks. And we were all like, yeah. yes, like clits at dicks. And we were fully on one. It's the last night of dicks after the show. Like <laughs> energy is very high. We are yelling a lot about our clits we <laughs> have this all girls campsite and we're just like we're doing a click call like calling any other girls to come talk to us <laughs> this security guy ended up coming to talk to us and he told us about a book he read and how like what's it called she comes she first. comes first oh yeah, yeah. And he's like talking to us all about this and different guys are coming and we're like okay you need to name 10 positive facts about clits if you want to hang out with us <laughs> <laughs> so none of them could <laughs> I was going to say yeah so what did you guys get was there what sort of positive facts came out of that evening <laughs> not many we didn't, honestly we didn't get much except for, for I think his name was Devin yeah the security <laughs> guard named Devin at Dick's uh-huh. we love you <laughs> yes he was fully a part of that first um, clits at Dick's night oh that is awesome I, can, I, I love that you guys are like calling out would you say the click call is there like a certain sound yes. to this click call like, <laughs> yes so can, can you <laughs> uh-huh. there's like a uh it's something like that yeah a person, yeah <laughs> oh my god i love it see also apolo- go ahead okay well, i was just gonna say i'm sorry to our neighbors that we were kind of obnoxious that night and sorry if we kept anybody awake <laughs> Actually, one of our neighbors at Dick's that night said that she was getting her clit licked while we were yelling about clits. <laughs> Shouting out techniques. So, so yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> but, but that's really where it started. So then we were all like, yes, clits, dicks, like, let's make shirts. 
let's make stickers, like let's do all these things. And Hannah had the most genius idea of her entire life and made a clip flag to be our campsite flag. So, like last year we were planning on camping and having that as our flag. Yeah. And Hannah ordered it and we, Hannah and Carrie, one of our other clisters, we were all hanging out and Hannah got the clip flag in the mail. And we were like, oh, my God, look at this. We need to go advocate on Main Street. We live in a tiny town. And so we drive around in a car up and down Main Street, holding out this clip flag, just calling out all sorts of things that people like, we love your clit and orgasm gap, like pleasure is power, all sorts of things. So that really started. That was our first public act of advocating of advocating ah i like it that's right you had told me that you've got some puns in this i'm sure it draws a lot of attention yeah (laughs) clits need attention absolutely they need a lot of attention they do um so you guys are the best this is like cracking me up right now because i you know i feel like sometimes half the fun of going to shows and whatnot are the shenanigans that you know sort of arise outside of the show yeah 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 yeah. we everybody's just all oh you know i i i think that fish and fish shows is the perfect culture for this um type of thing because you know to us fish feels like an orgasm it's Mm. totally about pleasure like we're all there to have a good time and to feel good and women have been systematically denied pleasure for years Mm -hmm. so for me it's the perfect environment for this because everyone there loves pleasure and having a good time and so it's the perfect place to talk about clits because everyone's already on board if they like fish (laughs) yeah (laughs) right well and it's that more of that open-minded sort of group of people anyway that are going to be interested like aren't going to be horrified and will be like interested so i'm you know have you guys brought this so i guess like what kind of like do you have like a table you guys set up and whatnot like how do you when you talk about like orgasm gap why don't you explain what you what the orgasm gap is and and kind of what how you guys set up and share information and whatnot Oh, yeah. So the orgasm gap refers to um, a statistical gap in orgasm frequencies between heterosexual men and heterosexual women. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was done in surveys um, in 2017. And the survey just asked people if they always orgasm during sex. And the results showed that um, 75% of heterosexual men said that they always orgasm during sex mm-hmm. compared to 33% of heterosexual women. Mm. Um, so that's a huge gap yeah, yeah. in orgasm frequencies. And then importantly, it's not the same for homosexuals. So for example, lesbian women were said, were found to be significantly more likely than heterosexual women to orgasm every single time. Uh, it's about 60% of lesbian women to 33% of those heterosexual women. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. So that's what the How orgasm is gap is. Dumb, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's not the same for homosexual men. So homosexual men, heterosexual men, about the same uh, rates of orgasm frequency. So really the gap is between heterosexual men and heterosexual women. Interesting. Interesting. And and so, I mean, I guess if we're, you know, we're here to talk about like, so you wrote a paper for your grad school on this, correct? 
Um, yeah, so I'm I'm in grad school not for this. I'm studying creative writing. Okay. Um, so I'm getting an MFA in creative writing at Colorado State University. Um, but one of the classes that I had to take was in sociolinguistics. Mm-hmm. So the paper that I wrote was about the language that we use to talk about sex and to talk about genitals, like penis and vagina, mm-hmm. and how those that terminology can contribute to this orgasm gap um, because vagina isn't anatomically the part of female genitalia that leads to orgasm most reliably. Mm. Um, so linguistically, if if we were to use clitoris, you know, to refer to a woman's genitalia, the theory is that it would help lessen this gap of of orgasm frequency between men and women. And just, just to add to that, <laughs> um, Sophia Wallace, who is an amazing artist and one of our uh, champions of clitoracy, mm-hmm. she is amazing. She says that vagina could be the most misused word in the English language. And vagina means sword holder, which is a very interesting. It as means, well. yeah, sheath. <laughs> sheath, as opposed to clitoris, which means key. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, so so the, this paper that I did was exploring all of these, um, you know, sociolinguistic issues. So another one was foreplay, you know, how the word foreplay refers to sexual activities that for women reliably achieve orgasm. Um, but, you know, they're, because of the word foreplay, they're not considered this, the main event. And so um, it doesn't matter in hetero, in this intercourse culture um if those behaviors are engaged in or not um in what in what sense like you say generally speaking is it that that that's what people sort of it's more like sex driven rather than the build-up kind of thing and that if you focus more on the build-up is that yeah so um you know it's like going out to eat not getting an appetizer yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so like you know, I have a bunch of I don't know how many statistics you want me to throw yeah, in keeps, here, but... yeah, absolutely. No, I'm super. <laughs> this is really interesting, definitely. Um, okay, so another survey looked at what people thought counted as sex or not. So, like, if you just engaged in oral sex with a person, does that count as having had sex with that person? And so, what this study found was that over 99 percent of people answered yes to intercourse counting as sex yeah but only 40 percent answered yes to oral genital contact Mm. oral sex um which those attitudes contribute to this idea of foreplay being not as important or as central to sex as intercourse is Mm. now with your with your stats one i mean is there something you know, I well, I wonder you might have the answer to this. Um, that statistically, do women orgasm more or faster if there is foreplay? I mean, that kind of to me goes without saying, but is that like something they've studied? Well, I just want to add to this that, um, hold on, I lost my train of thought that this is important because, um, what we define as foreplay, like if we talked, if we said that sex was foreplay for men and that the main event was cunnilingus, like 
how would that change the story of this? Interesting. Sorry, that makes no, no sense. You can cut that out. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's okay. No, um, t- so form, like, go on that a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Like, we talk about sex as penetration, but most women don't come from penetration. So we need to change this story and how we talk about it because the percent of women that come from penetration compared to the percent of women that come from clitoral simulation mm-hmm. is a big difference. And men come from penetration pretty easily, I would say. Mm-hmm. And we all, most of us define sex as penetration when that's not how most women ah, come. I see. That's why this is important. There we go. Like, you know, like a huge, it's not just most women, it's like almost all, you yeah. know, it's over 90%. So, you know, I feel like I feel like it's it is mostly to do with clitoral stimulation, though, while we're having sex, though, you know? Yes. And some women's the position of the clitoris that can affect the likelihood of experience orgasm with penetration. But like when I was younger, I didn't know this. And I thought that I was broken and something was wrong with me because I wasn't coming from penis in vagina sex yeah. like same yeah my other friends have talked about this like trying to figure it out like how can we accomplish this like how can we achieve this when really this that's like society this is something that we've learned from society that's not accurate and that's one of the reasons we're so passionate about this because education is super powerful and to know if I would have known when I was younger that that it was totally normal not to come from penetration and to come from clitoral stimulation only. Yeah. Like that would have been so much better. Yeah. And Sammy, I don't know. Do you want to talk about the, the anatomy? <laughs> oh, yes. I'd mm. love to talk to the anatomy. So mm. I only recently learned a few years ago the true anatomy of the clitoris. And I think most people do not know it. So if I told someone to touch my clit, the part they would touch, the external clitoris, mm. that's the tip of the iceberg. It's actually huge and wishbone shaped. Google it for an image or follow our Instagram for some images. Mm. But um, just knowing the true anatomy of your clitoris, like it's shocking that we don't know this. Like we all could draw a picture of a penis pretty easily, but most people probably couldn't draw the true anatomy of the clitoris. And actually the entire clitoris is pretty similar in size compared to the penis. And they're actually both. Yes. So the it's clitoris, just mostly internal. So like, and penetration feels good to women because the clitoris gets engorged. So like when you put a tampon in, it doesn't feel good because you're not aroused unless yeah. that's what you're doing. But, yeah. <laughs> so penetration feels good because your your vaginal entry, your clitor your clit is around it kind of. It's hard to explain without seeing an image. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty powerful, and the people, the number of people that we have shared this information with, most people have never seen these images before and have no idea. So, isn't it? It's like wishbone shaped, kind of, right? Yes, it's yeah. wishbone shaped. Correct. Yeah, I'm actually looking it up right yeah. now. And wait, also, <laughs> I learned this today from Sophia Wallace, the artist I was talking about. She says in her TED talk that we landed on the moon 29 years before we discovered the anatomy of the clitoris. The complete anatomy of the clitoris was not discovered until 1998, which is absolutely insane. Insane. 1998. 
Jesus. Well, here. Yeah, and I'm looking at a picture right now. So when when you look at this, it's like it's got the. What is that? Is it is it more of just like the outside piece of that right there? Like, very interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, I don't I don't know how to best okay. explain it without looking. Honestly, but- it's hard to explain the, uh, without seeing it, but anyone can Google clitoris anatomy and see it pretty easily. Yes, that's what um, I'm doing right now. Also, like the penis and the clit are more similar than we think. They both have glands. Um, they both have kind of two kind of bulby type things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was and just they're made out oh. of erectile tissue too. Like both the clitoris is made out of erectile tissue. So the clitoris becomes erect and we call it a clit boner mm-hmm. when a woman is aroused. Um, yeah, so, but, there's, but there is no word in the dictionary for an engorged clit. Like, yes, we can say clit boner, engorged clit, but there isn't a word like there is penis to boner as clit to blank. We've been working on it. One of my <laughs> friends suggested turtle in the clouds, which <laughs> I think is a pretty good one. And just another note on anatomy is that the clit has way over double the nerve endings of a penis. Just yeah, yeah. It has well, about 8,000 compared to 3,000. And so do you think that, so with the penis, like with the like foreskin, for example, does that have anything to do with the amount of, you just say uh, uh, pleasure? Sorry, back well, up. If you, still, oh. if you still have the hood over the, the old boy, it's not as, it, it's more sensitive because if you're, if you're snipped, then it's, uh, you're, you're, you're just, it's, you're out in the world more and you're, you know, exposed okay. more. So mm-hmm. it's not as sensitive. Whereas if you okay, still I see, as, I see. Yeah, turtleneck yeah, yeah. on, then he's a little more protected. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, so with the when when they're talking about like the clitoris being like erect, right? So, I mean, we you know we you know you think about the little just like kind of sticking out the top the there, the doorbell. There you go. <laughs> the ex the external clitoris. The external. The so hairy hood. Yeah, there you go. The hairy hood. <laughs> Yeah, keep them coming because I know you guys said that there was a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> some, some good uh, <laughs> puns and whatnot. So I'm all about them. Um, so, but when it comes out on the side, the sort of wishbone sides, both of those two on either side of it, is that something that also gets, ar- I mean, hard yes. or aroused or like what? Mm-hmm. Increased blood flow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it- so that so like Sammy was saying, that's why during intercourse. It feels good because the clit is being indirectly stimulated, right? So if you direct, if you were to directly stimulate the clitoris, it would be through um, touching the hood or like oral sex. But during intercourse, the clitoris is still stimulated. It's just not as directly. So it's harder and, to achieve orgasm that way. And going back to the conversation of foreplay, um, while we don't want to just say that foreplay is for intercourse, it is very important for the clit to become aroused and engorged because then when you do insert the penis into the vagina, the clit is engorged and then it feels way better than if you if you weren't aroused already. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. It's a game. You can tell. You can, Yeah, you can tell. Look mm-hmm. when it's sitting right mm-hmm. in front, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. You can certainly tell when, you know. And speaking about looking at clits, yeah. uh-huh. um, <laughs> This is just a side story, but Hannah and I actually met in 
Telluride, uh-huh. taking a burlesque class, and we met because she was doing a fish shirt. So I was like, oh my God, hey, let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and we all became great friends. And after our first performance, me and Hannah and Carrie and some other friends were all hanging out in a hot tub together. Uh-huh. And we just looked at each other's clits. And I had never done that. I had never been with a woman before that. And I had never just looked at a bunch of different vulvas and just kind of checked them out just to look. Yeah. And that was a really eye-opening experience. And Hannah and I recently repeated this activity because <laughs> it's super interesting to me because they're all so different and beautiful and unique. Yes. And it's just cool for me because we haven't seen so many. And this is also part of the problem why there's shame around women's genitals and different things and problems with the porn industry about looking a certain way mm-hmm. because they all are really different mm-hmm. and it's all totally normal. And just another side note, when I was younger, I have this memory of looking at my vulva and thinking something was wrong and like looked weird and asking my mom, like, what's wrong with me? Which is just crazy for a young girl to just feel this shame from society that to, to the default to think something is wrong with my genitals. Yeah. And really, nothing is wrong. We're just not exposed to this. Yeah. And that's why we want to expose everyone to this kind of information and to be empowered by their vulvas and to claim reclaim that power yeah mm-hmm. well it's, um the, the vulva gallery is a great uh instagram handle if you are interested in that it's um this illustrator from amsterdam who draws portraits of different vulvas and it's wonderful mm. anyways vulva good that's interesting so so i'm gonna share something because fuck it why not i'm an adult and i can share it this um so i actually started orgasming very very young like eight nine years old by climbing this one tree in particular and it was like the saddest day ever when i came and my tree was cut down it was the saddest thing ever but it was all from climbing this tree so i'd pull up my legs i didn't know what it was at the time i was just like this is great like but from climbing trees and i think it's all just from pressure have you guys heard of Mm -hmm. that before like of like no touching whatsoever Uh, yeah yeah yes so first of all i was a preschool teacher and that's what uh, I do too. Women or g- young girls uh, masturbate in preschool. I didn't know that was a thing, but oh, yeah. it's super normal for people to masturbate when they're young. Mm-hmm. And the way people masturbate can be very different um, from pressure, from fingers, from humping or rubbing on pillows. Mm-hmm. From I've seen- I masturbate in a really unique way, and I recently learned that there's a name for it. And it's called Centrivation, S-Y-N-T-R-Vation. Hang, hang on, again, again, again. Can you spell that again? Because I'm, I'm writing this down. What is this? What did yes. you say? Centrivation. <laughs> the fly research. Yeah, what is this S-Y-S-Y-N-T-R-A-B-A-T-I-O-N. B- and, oh, oh, T-R-I. Sorry, I spelled it wrong. T- S-Y-N-T-R-I-B-A-T-I-O-N. And... That is masturbation kind of through pressure, but basically by crossing your legs and squeezing your legs. Okay. So I don't touch myself with my fingers at all. I could just cross my legs and squeeze my legs. And that's how I come, even when I use toys and stuff like that. Like my legs are still squeezed together always. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And I always did this my whole life. And I only recently learned that there's a name for it. Huh. I wonder and if we that... have some statistics on how people 
do come and yeah. orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. What are the... Hold on. I gotta find them. Oh, only... So most women focus on external stimulation and only around 12% always or sometimes simultaneously put something inside of their vagina. So some, mm. so that's 12% that do external and internal. And then only 1.5% masturbate solely by putting something inside their vaginas. But mm. that just goes to show like, that's not how we come. Yeah. yeah and the culture is so focused on inter- intercourse when um, that's not how most women, if they were to do, if they were to have, um, hold on, let me start over. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the culture wants um, intercourse to be, you know, that's the sexual act that's most talked about, but the majority of women when they're masturbating don't insert anything into their vaginas, like Sammy was saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Donnie, no. Yes, tell him about the penguin. Oh, my goodness. Do you guys know about the penguin? The clit, the clit-sucking penguin? Oh, I have a clit sucker. It's. I think I'm addicted to it, honestly. Yes, yes. I think my record's like 58 seconds. Like It's like fast, that little book right <laughs> I have one, too, actually. Yes. Sammy, I don't know if I told you. Oh, yes. you didn't. And actually, <laughs> for Christmas uh, two years ago, Hannah gifted some of the clitsters a vibrator necklace and it's engraved and it says my clit feels what your clit feels which is kind of an ode to the collective clit which is like the consciousness of the universal clit energy Mm. that makes sense (laughs) i love it that makes total sense yeah, I mean, it takes forever sometimes. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I find, not the weirdest thing, but I think, you know, kind of backing up a little bit to, like, how, A, how different every woman is and um, or every vagina is, and then um, B, kind of... Every vulva is. Every vulva, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, every vulva is. So, uh, so um, I've been with women, and that is the biggest thing that is the biggest surprise to me, I guess, was, was that, I mean, you know, you have penises and yes, they're all different sizes and whatnot, but they are, oh God, I'm probably saying this wrong. I'm probably going to, like, I shouldn't say, I don't know if this is a sexist thing to say or not, that they're all the same. They're all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Like mind blowing to me how different every single one of them are. And in general, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, the way to stimulate a penis to, uh, make a penis ejaculate which probably not vary as much as the way to make a woman with a clit come in general it looks a bit like it there's a lot of but like it's more i would from my experience i would say it's kind of more standardized with a penis than with a clit it might be different yeah I don't know if that, it makes sense yeah which is why communication is so important and they do all look different which is amazing but a lot of times when we have the clip flag, most of the things we get are pretty positive, and we also get a lot of the, oh my god, I found it jokes. Yes, um, yes. Which aren't <laughs> actually as funny as one might think. One, the clit is in the same spot every in every woman, and two, it would be a major insult if I went up to a dude and was like, oh my god, I found your cock yeah. in the middle of us picking <laughs> up. Like, it's... We don't want to like further perpetrate the misinformation around the clitoris, and we want to celebrate it. Yeah, and we yeah, it's don't not really that hard like to those find. jokes. 
Yeah, yeah. Not that hard to in find. this world, though. You'd be surprised. Well, maybe you wouldn't be surprised. But... Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys, you're doing your part. Oh, this is it's great. And so, you know, I'm wondering, do you have any like stats on you know, Sammy and I were kind of talking about I I have here I was sort of that I feel like a lot of also as long as kind of teamed up with what you guys were saying is that um that trauma and the mindset of like uh, you know, people, women who have been abused or whatnot, or just have the mindset like, oh, I can't do this so that you get, an- then you get anxious and then you end up not being able to come during sex. That that's like a big thing that's wrapped around, I feel, the uh, sometimes mm. the issues with, with women having orgasms. Is that anything that you guys have kind of stumbled across as far as stats or, or studies or whatnot? I don't have a statistic, but I do know that a lot of women uh compared to men probably have not experienced orgasm which is super sad because we don't learn to masturbate like how many p- people's parents talk to them about female masturbation versus of how many people's parents talk to their sons about having wet dreams um which mm. women also experience wet dreams um mm-hmm. which is super sad i know lots of people in different stories about like especially older generations of women never experienced orgasm I think times are changing and people are learning and different things are becoming more popular, but it's definitely a problem because um, just a lot of women haven't orgasmed and don't know how, and it's not it's talked about. And I think that that's true about, you know, how some people have difficulty achieving orgasm because of, you know, certain traumas or insecurities or pressures or things like that. Um, but I also want to, just make it clear that we're not really here to say that orgasming is like the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there's right. plenty of other sexual activities that are totally fulfilling um, by themselves without reaching orgasm. Um, and so when we talk about ending the orgasm gap, we're mostly getting at equal opportunities for orgasm. Um, and providing space and being able to communicate about how to better achieve orgasm for both partners. Um, But I think that there's plenty of people who aren't interested in orgasms or who prefer other types of things. You know, asexual people can be totally fulfilled by just conversations or intimate relationships that don't involve sex. And so Mm. I just wanted to say that we are here to end the orgasm gap, but it's not always about coming, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess... I guess I hear it. I, I mean, I mean, is this when you're also talking besides like, would you say this uh, that's in, like also while you're actually having sex? Because it seems like that's kind of like the end, you know, the means to the end on, on both sides. But is there is that? Hang on, I don't know if I'm wording this right. I'm going to stop for one second. I would say we're not focused on the I, hang on, just, as orgasm being a goal. We want to, people to be aware of the orgasm gap. And like Hannah said, to increase and to increase orgasm opportunities and have equal orgasm opportunities in relationship. But it's really about what the woman and the man want. Like if you don't want to come, great. If you want your partner to do a specific thing because you want to come, great. As long as people can communicate and be aware, I think that's what we're really after. It's mm-hmm. silly to me to think that there might be some men out there that like 
for, for me, it's my goal to get you to, you know, to get you off essentially. Cause it yep. makes me feel good. And then you want to repeat customer, don't you? Like, why would you want to just, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Weird to me. yeah. Well, honestly, oh. sorry. I'll just say, um, I think that, um, a lot of it is because it's, it's not because that men or, you know, people with penises think that they should just get orgasms and that their partners shouldn't. I think it's just a lack of awareness and a lack of education. Like, I think it's this idea that, you know, both men and women have that intercourse will lead to orgasms for both people all the time. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of men grow up thinking that their dick is what's going to make women come. You know, that's what they're yeah, told. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's they're taught. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really, I think, this like malicious, you know, belief in men that women shouldn't be able to orgasm or when women shouldn't have equal orgasm opportunity. I think it's just lack of education and knowledge. And this also contributes to faking orgasms. Cause if you think you're supposed to come from penetration and you have all the shame and guilt around not, so then you fake orgasm and then by faking it, you're teaching your partner what doesn't work for you. Mm. Um, so that's another interesting thing but this is another side note but when he said the juice is worth the squeeze Mm -hmm. that made me think about squirting and some (laughs) people think that squirting and like the g-spot is the clitoris because like we talked about the clit is a huge iceberg there's a bunch underneath and then some people think that the g-spot is the skein's gland s-k-e-e-n Z, I think. I looked that and up after this, we talked. The skein's mm-hmm. gland is the female counterpart for the um. Oh my god, prostate called for the prostate yep. gland. Yep. So just like men can experience um, prostate orgasms, um, that would be the same with a G spot uh, skein's gland, which would produce the the squirt juice. That's worth so- the squeeze. I'm going to I'm going to tell you something very interesting. So, I was talking to my friend um and uh she so oh, fuck it. We're just talking about it. So, I squirt. I had no idea I could do this until I was with you. Yeah, I know. I know. He, he figured it out. It's a great trick. <laughs> but I didn't know I could I could do that beforehand and it sort of floors me like where is all this stored? Like, it, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't guess I don't fucking I don't care. We're talking about it. Whatever. So, like, Because <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things that people think it's like, oh, it's not a real thing. Or, you know, you look at it like, you know, if you've seen like a porn of it or whatever. Am I but, getting peed on? Yeah. <laughs> but that's I by- recently squirted for the first time as well. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, and- now, how was the technique? Like, what happened to you? So, sorry. Go ahead. You were... Well, I just had the same, um, you know, belief that you were just talking about, which is that I didn't think it was possible Mm -hmm. for me because, you know, I'm pretty experienced. I've tried lots of stuff, Mm -hmm. so I didn't think that it was going to ever happen. Um, And I don't know. I can't really even say what what led to the squirting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just met someone who was able to do it and... um, I don't know. It's kind of an enigma. 
But it's interesting, though, Sammy, because when you were telling me about the Skeens gland, that's actually exactly where he hit, like, he gets. It's because it's just, yeah, like you were saying, maybe about like an inch or two in. And it's like yeah. right there. And if he just kind of gets things going really. Roll your fingers up. Yep. Keep real your fast. Wrist rigid and strum that guitar. Yeah. And within <laughs> seconds, every single time. And, and it's a totally different. It is like an orgasm. It's not a clitoral orgasm, what though, but it it's ju- it's. I'm not gonna say it's just as satisfying as, like that. You know, put you to bed. You know, well, orgasm like that. I feel like you had to but overcome kinda... a bit of a mental block too, because. Yes. Like well, that's yes, because it makes you feel like you're gonna pee, and but you just gotta mm. kind of move past that because. So any, I, okay, let me back up for just one second because oh, I kind of got sidetracked. So what I was saying about my friend, my Are friend, this out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll figure this one out. So so I'm just my, my friend, um, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so our, my friend is an ultrasound um technician uh, technician, and she she was saying that. They they do think it is urine because what she was saying with like you know people have to go to the bathroom right beforehand and then and then you do the ultrasound but that the bladder can fill and that uh, she did some study no she didn't do the study but she like read a study about that they think that it also comes from there. But it really seems to be like this big mystery because then, because, you know, you have her who's like this, you know, technical, she's seen the before and after and whatever, but like, I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. It just, where is it all? Yeah, there, there seems seems to be some debate about that, mm-hmm. um, about whether or not it is urine or some other kind of fluid related to the prostate. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that something? Is that something you guys uh, discuss when you're talking about this orgasm gap or that piece to it? Because to me, it's like a whole other trick that women mm-hmm. yeah, I would say have the yes, ability. And a lot of times, some people have asked me, which I'm not an expert, so I don't really know. But somebody asked me, like, if I think that every woman can squirt, and I think that they can. We just don't like. We don't all know about how to do it, and it's not as a, a well-known thing. Like we're like we're talking about this, like oh, is it pee? Is it this? Like there's all this like taboo around this subject yes. because we don't really know. Mm-hmm. It's super awesome that we're talking about this to kind of break stigma around this stuff because um, there's all sorts of different beliefs out there. But I think that every woman can squirt. I think there's just a lot of different mental blocks, physical blocks, um, actual educational blocks around it yeah i haven't squirted yet but i'll let you know when i do yes 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 well you did so a squirter what'd you what'd you say yeah i said iso a squirter yeah <laughs> yeah well it's funny because it's like now now that i do it's just yeah fl- floodgates are pretty yeah i'd also like to say that i think that squirting is like really cool and fun and interesting but it's not like that's it's just not a funny sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool and fun and interesting, but it's not the pri- it shouldn't be the primary goal for like making a woman come because there are so many other, you know, orgasms that are easier to achieve. And I think that yeah. a lot of times we, you know, think that if you can make a woman squirt then 
it's like totally mind blowing for her, but maybe this is just me, but it's like, it's not that much better than no. a clitoral orgasm. Oh, no, I at don't all. think it's better so, at all. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, it's definitely like my second choice. Like, if I'm right, because sometimes it is hard to come for whatever reason. Like, I mean, you know, for the most part, I, I, I can, but then there's sometimes it just, it's just not happening. And then, but like, so that's kind of like the runner up to me. Right. But you know what I mean? How like it's kind of this unicorn that I think the perception is that squirting is like what we should all be achieving oh, yeah, or yeah. striving towards. But we're here to say that the clit is more important. <laughs> Absolutely. No. And I, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I 100% agree with you. It's, 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 uh, it's a totally, it's a totally different ball game. And yeah, yeah. no, because it, it's not that full, fu- it's not a full, climax of sorts in the same way that like you're done after you orgasm for the most part i mean sometimes you can keep going you know but you need need a little break there but with the squirting it's not like that it's uh right yeah no it's it's it's, it seems to me really interesting um all right so with that let's take a break and um and we'll be right back And we are back with Sammy Damsky and Hannah Barnhart from uh, the group You Enjoy My Clit. And uh, we have been uh, talking a lot about sort of, you know, the orgasm gap and um, um, the anatomy of the clitoris and, and how the group came to be and just a lot about orgasms in general. I mean, I've, I've found this very... Um, Interesting. I love this conversation. I don't know. I'm a freak. I love sex. So, <laughs> so um, but now we're going to kind of pull it in and, and tie into the fish piece of this. Um, so uh, why don't you guys talk to us about, because um, I think you were saying that Halloween from last year was sort of like your big, uh, like after after the shenanigans that sort of invented you enjoy my clit. I guess I was, you know, at Dick's. It seems you guys came back and really got into it at Halloween. Is this something you guys brought on? Well, I guess lots different in Vegas and whatnot, but, um, yes. you know, do you yes. pass out so, things and whatnot? Yeah, go for it. After Dick's two years ago, we just all became really obsessed with clits. And at <laughs> Halloween 2018 in Vegas, one the last final night, we all dressed up as uh, different things. I wore a giant pussy costume mm-hmm. where my head was the clit and it says on there boy man god clit <laughs> and all my besties hannah and some other gals dressed up as hairy hoods h-a-i-r-y hoods they had pussy pants different sayings on their thing so that was the year of castlevat badge face plant a clit and oh. <laughs> during this halloween during this well we were all dressed up we were pretty um was kind of an attention seeking not Flam- attention seeking but we got, no, it was. We got, it was it was a pretty loud presence it was we had we're all pink we had costumes full-blown mm-hmm. out and it, we kind of got a lot of attention from it and several mm-hmm. people asked to take photos and we would be like sure but like you have to ask consent and a lot of people would try to take pictures without asking and we use that as an opportunity to teach people and promote consent mm. so that halloween was super fun 
we we enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun yelling about clits, yelling stuff like face plan to clit, like clit open and melt, like this is what clits smell like. Do you enjoy my clit? We have all sorts of stuff. So that was really fun. And then at Dick's last year, we intended on kind of having an awesome clit campsite that would even include clit glory holes. And that was the idea behind the clit glory hole was be that in one of our easy ups, we would have sheets on all four sides with holes in them, clit glory holes for blind clit taste tests or just, you know, different normal stuff you do with clit glory holes. But anyways, just normal things, normal things you do with clit glory holes, you know, (laughs) but last year the camping obviously got canceled, but we did, um, Emily ordered clit stickers, like those little orange stickers that people pass out all the time. Mm-hmm. So she ordered ones that say clit and ones that also say taste the humidity. So we had a lot of fun passing those out. And just that's when we kind of debuted the clit flag at a show for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that was super fun. Um, it's like, uh, hold yeah. Our, and our friend Carrie made shirts, um, the little black tank tops that say clit sporting goods in the same logo as dick sporting goods yep um so we are working towards expansion i mean i think and then sammy also had some great stickers that we handed out on new year's um so if you're at a show and you see the clit flag you should come find us because we'll probably have something else in the future to give out now Um, do you guys ever find do you ever feel um like people tried to like slut shame or like that sort of thing when you guys were are discussing this in an open way either in the scene or from people outside of the scene because like on your instagram i know you guys are like running down the street with the flag and you've got the you know all these different places where there's you know a lot of people just are you know even afraid of the freaking word clit or just don't even know what it is sort of thing so is that something you guys bump into um, in general, no. I would say mostly the response is really positive, but we try to be as respectful as possible. Like during a show, we're not going to hold up the clip flag and block someone's view. You sure, know? Like, sure. We're not going to do that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I've seen some negativity on the internet where everyone is super nice all the time, but mm-hmm. uh, I saw like one comment about like, oh, those girls just want attention, but it's like... To me, it's not about me wanting attention. It's about I want, like, this is not a phase. I will never stop yelling about clits. Like, I'm super passionate about this. And, like, until the orgasm gap is ended and everyone knows all about clits, like, we're not going to stop. Clits need attention. It's not us that needs attention. It's clits. Yes, yes. No. It's not even, it's us. It's like, this is for, like, right now, of all the women alive today, there are over 200 million girls and women alive today that their clits have been cut. That is absolutely insane. And we are super passionate about this because this is a real thing. It's not just some like, oh, attention, la la la. Like this is a real problem and pleasure is power. And we like, we want to do this for all those women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that the community around fish is very supportive. You know, I've had a lot, mostly positive experiences um, with the clit flag at fish shows and slut shaming in general. I mean, like we walk around in pasties all the time fish mm-hmm. and I don't want to speak for everyone because I'm sure that it's not a universal experience. But in my own experience, I've never had 
people harass me at fish. You know, we're not there. People aren't there to harass others. And that's what I love the most about doing the stuff at fish is that it's just like people are supportive and there's not a lot of negativity around it that I've experienced so far. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. To echo that to me, it just feels like a super safe place to be weird and to do kind of whatever you want. No one's there to like, everyone's there for the music, not to like look at some girl's tits. So if we feel like we want to be tits out pasties, like that's for us, not for anybody else. And it's just like a fun thing for us to do. And I don't feel like, if you yeah. if you literally were running so- around naked waving a clit flag, mm-hmm. um, you would not even be close to the weirdest people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish we could be naked. Just we recently, we recently threw the 69th annual Clitsmas slash Fishmas party this holiday season, uh-huh. and it was at my house, so I got I to be pretty much naked. It was amazing. <laughs> That is awesome. It was out. Well, so the clit was out. So, so you know, it's it because you've got these these uh you know you've got like Groove Safe for instance. So uh, Ashley Driscoll, we interviewed her, and she's and you know her big thing is is about um about you know women and men, but mostly you know women being harassed at shows or men. I guess in women, just in general, groping and inappropriate, that sort of thing. But I think like in people's space. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm. I think like maybe when, when it's like, when it's the way that you guys are doing it is so, um, to make it normal, like Sammy, you and I were kind of talking about how, like when people have different approaches to sex or like they're driven in a different way than just your sort of, you know, quote unquote, you know, man, woman, married, that's, that's what it is. And like, then it's considered like freaky or like, you know, the, the kinky stuff, this and that, but the way that you guys are sort of, you know, uh, I don't know if blatant is the right word I'm looking for, but you know, flamboyant or whatever that it's making it normal, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and, and making sex normal and talking about like you were saying, like, I'm just, just thinking, I mean, I just ran off to the bathroom for a second. I was just really thinking about how, how just even when you were saying about like the vulva like everything being like being ashamed as a you know child and this looks funny i mean this all ties back to women being shamed about their bodies anyway and the whole sort of adam and eve you know sex piece yeah. that also ties into mm-hmm. childbirth as well you know um yeah, i would mm-hmm. we definitely i into normalizing sometimes we say normalize my clit mm-hmm. also normalizing sex education there's only 13 states in america that sex education has to be anatomically correct which what? is wild but yeah we what? want this stuff to be normal uh, what, what yeah, the hell do they wild. show them a freaking cartoon like what is it that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they won't show the clit that's for sure <laughs> wow yeah interesting so what is it you know i feel like this just goes so back this is so deep rooted in Mm -hmm. in into that you know the you know for lack of a better word like keeping the woman down in that way you know and and not being able to let us didn't women used to go to the doctors in like the 30s to and a doctor would prescribe an orgasm for like that sounds familiar. Like uh, insanity or yeah, something like that. Orgasms are great for mental Hysteria, health. Hysteria, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I bet that doctor made a killing. Yeah, right. <laughs> an, or- an orgasm away- a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. 
Yes. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I ahead. think that this does, like all of like what you were saying, it goes back to um, this idea of sex being, you know, primarily reproductive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because the clitoris is not part of it's a sin reproductive to spill sex. Seed. It's a sin to spill seed unless it's designed for procreation. Right. So mm-hmm. no. So this mm-hmm. is very deep rooted yeah. mm-hmm. in all of that kind of history and cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, baggage that we have so mm-hmm. I mean there's a big so I'm a birth doula and I specialize I specialize in hypnobirthing and um, I had all my three babies um, that way as well um, which is uh, and a part of the <coughs> hypnobirthing training is changing the mindset of uh, what we are taught from when we were little girls that childbirth has to be this you know super painful scary and it and it and everything hurts and it's you know you're, you're gonna feel yucky and and all of that all the negative terms around birthing that a lot of it started you know if you look at it historically speaking a lot of it started like you know when the bible came around and when it was again eve eve you know screwed up ate the apple the original and then, sin right the original sin yeah exactly and so now it now that that's like the dirty like uh you know birth is the dirty piece and your vagina is dirty because like that's where oh my goodness it's mind-blowing to wow. me so yeah so when you like it's really amazing. yeah right so like you know i really like when you really read that and really think about it and and try to change the mindset going into it from from little girls from where little girls it's, you know, this is achievable. It's just, and, and this is the same thing that you guys are doing too, is like, you know, changing the mindset of it all and educating. And, you know, I mean, I knew that the clitoris looked like a, a wishbone, but I didn't know it was the length of a penis and all that. I mean, that's, Jesus you know. was a virgin birth. Meaning oh. she didn't have sex oh, and had true. Jesus. It was magic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> also, a side note, that's super cool. You do hypnobirthing. Mm-hmm. When I become a MILF, maybe I'll do hypnobirthing, but I'm very <laughs> interested in orgasmic birthing. Yes, 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 yes. I've heard of women who've been able to do that. I personally, I could see it though, because it would be kind of like the same way what I was talking about before about the pressure of that. But I have seen. Cassidy was 10 pounds, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. 10 four, one push in my living room. No big deal. <laughs> no, no, definitely was a big deal. I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but I'm wondering if it's the same thing. Cause I have seen, have you seen that, the like documentaries on the women who orgasm during childbirth? I have not seen that. I've just read about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's called like the orgasmic birth. I really think that that's, that's what it's called. Um, yeah, I think so too. yeah. Yeah. And I would imagine it has something to do with that same bit of pressure piece um, or like, so without touching it. And if we're talking about it, the organ, I mean, is the clitoris an organ? Yes. yes the clit is. is an organ. Mm-hmm. That's sole pleasure. Sole purpose is pleasure. Mm. It's very similar. Like if you wanted to compare kind of like fish, like, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. penis to vagina. It would be penis to clit when you're thinking about the similar orgasm or yeah. similar organs that we kind of talked about earlier. Well, yeah, don't yeah. they both like in the womb, like when you, they both start the same and then however many days it separates. Yes. You either- yeah. So they come from the same thing, but your clit is primarily inside the body. Penis is obviously outside the body, but they're really more similar than we think about in general yeah yeah yeah. well i love um it, it 
Right now, it's just funny to me because we're like, take our break. We're like, okay, we got to tie fish back into this. And we like talk about like Halloween for, and like whatever. And then we're like, all right, back to the clitoris. Like, let's, let's, you know? <laughs> so this is really fascinating. I'm super proud of you girls. This is like really cool. I love that. Like how, uh, again, Sammy and I had a great conversation before leading up to this. But like, I, you know, just this younger generation of fish kids coming in and kind of spinning this you know it's super sparkly and open and exciting and and you know is you know also at the i started seeing shows in 94 and whatnot i mean and we're there and we're raging and this and that but it's nice that um the the like life the new life that's being breathed into the lot scene and it's things like this that are really important to you know, keep moving. You know, so good, yeah. Good job. We're, I'm Sex so rock and roll, baby. So happy to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, are there any like websites, like even if informational websites, like how, where can we find out what a click looks like or whatever? Like, yes. do you have what? Yeah. Yes. Um, I would like to give a huge public thank you to Dr. Lori Mintz. That's okay. M-I-N-T-Z. Mm-hmm. She wrote the book Becoming Quitterit, which is an amazing resource. Mm. She's great. And like I mentioned before, Sophia Wallace, she's an artist and an advocate, personal hero. She has an amazing website. She does a bunch of amazing stuff. Um, Those two are probably my top people. There's a whole bunch of other Instagram accounts, books that I'm into, but these are the primary ones that I would really like to thank. Mm -hmm. You can find us at, um, on Instagram at (laughs) you enjoy my clit. And we'd love you just say hi at any shows anytime you see the clip flag we're all about making new friends complimenting your clit all that stuff <laughs> your clit's real pretty i love it <laughs> i want to go to one another of your good, girls parties another good one is crave crave um it's sex crave yeah there's sex toys that are made by women mm-hmm. for women so um that's the company that makes the necklaces vibrator necklaces that we will sometimes wear and they make a lot of other great products Um, and their Instagram has a lot of awesome facts about clits and it's a great one to follow. So it's crave Crave. the website I think is love, love crave. Is that where, can you get one of those penguins? Because ladies, if you do not have one of those penguins, like go run fast and get it. We got ours at a store, but I don't know where you can get it online though. I'd imagine just wherever Adam and Eve (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. And that's the clit sucker toy. Yeah. Yeah. The penguins called, what is mine called? Mine's not the penguin. Oh, yeah. Mine is the Lilo brand. What's it called? A Lilo Sona Cruise. That's what I have. (laughs) You're like, let me just look. um, The clit sucking toys are very popular right now, as they should be. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a jaw that locks up after 10 minutes. <laughs> nope, just keeps going and going. <laughs> Charger on there. Um, well, uh, so ladies, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share? I mean, I feel like we just keep talking and talking. I love this. This is super, super great. But I just want to say thank you so much for having us. We are very appreciative. And thank you for ending the orgasm gap, talking about all this stuff. It's super important. And just that it's a lot deeper than what I think this looks like on the surface, (laughs) just like the clit. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we're really passionate about this for lots of reasons. It's not just some fluffy, like sparkly pink thing, even though we also love that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a real (laughs) thing that we're passionate about. And um, yeah. Well, ask us about clits. Ask me about my clit. We love your clit. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and the orgasm. Think, yeah. No yes, problem. The orgasm. Yes, got it. Definitely. Well, and I think I think to you know if there's anything that I can do to help promote anything, uh, you know, I'm obviously pretty open about this kind of stuff, and and uh, you know, yeah, let's end this orgasm gap. I think everybody everybody should come. <laughs> Yay. I'll, sh- Yay. I'll show up with a bow tie and a good attitude. All right there, you go, baby. <laughs> Um, clean hands. And clean, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <course>. Yes, <laughs> always. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, thank you both so much uh, for joining us. And I know you guys are West Coast girls, and there's a lot of West Coast, not not many East Coast, but we'll we'll have to meet up one of these days and. That's for sure. Right? We can all compare our clips. Yeah, right? Exactly. Join a glory hole, you know, one of those kind of things. You guys are great. (laughs) I heard your clit is 12 to 14 inches. Mine? Is that true? Uh, You know. (laughs) Yeah. Right? My rubber. Oh, God, you got me (laughs) tongue-tied. My reputation precedes itself. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's no, like, stumble, cool. stumble, trip. <laughs> All right. But it's a pretty big clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great. So we will, uh, yeah, thanks again. And uh, we will, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Mm-hmm. Good night. Bye-bye. All right, so uh, we're back just for a moment here because I just wanted to wrap this up and thank my my lovely uh, husband Jason. Which hey, I hey, you guys learned a little things about us tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think we and uh, learned. I'm sweating. Well, I'm, <laughs> exactly. We get to go and have some fun after this. How rude. <laughs> I like, you know, I think I, th- I like my joke that uh, I have Jason here who. Uh, they've got you and Joe who enjoys my clip the most. So, or at least I enjoy you enjoying my clip the most. <laughs> I thought of it an acronym. Uh, I told Hannah, I believe, uh-huh. uh, when we were off, like, there's got to be one out there. There's got to be one out there. And I think, you know, clit is chicks like it touched. There you go. Huh? There you uh-huh. go. <laughs> That's not really that good, but it's okay. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I don't have to think about these things. Yeah. It <laughs> takes a lot. What an acronym is. I do. I'm just terrible at them. It took me like a year and a half to figure out what LOL meant a long time ago. <laughs> Lots of love. Lots of love. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so baby, thank you for being here with us. And we want to thank. A lot of blowback from this one. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. And a lot of weird conversations on lot. Uh, once, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> next year. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think there's a lot of great things that, that, uh, we all learned uh, today and that we talked about and we we're open about. Yeah, and just, it was fun. Yeah, we want to really thank uh, Sammy Damsky and Hannah Barnhart uh, for joining us and for yelling about clits on lot because this is, you know, how you bring empowerment and how you bring awareness to things that um, need to be spoken about. And this is an important one. So, oh, I'm such a meathead, but I'm going to end this orgasm cap one clit at a time. <laughs> Good one. I like it. Yeah, right. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. So anyway, so remember, we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. And if you want to check out some more awesome podcasts, um, music and history and um, and comedians, uh, please go to Osiris 
pod.com. So um, thanks, everyone. Peace.